to another Geek-tastic episode of True North Nerds. I am Brent Chittenden, and I am a writer for GeekHardShow.com, uh, among other things. And I also writing a column for a journal of musical things called 52 Albums That Changed My Life and Other Exaggerations. Uh, with me, as always, is the, the crew of Intrepid Nerds. We'll start with Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Hello. And Ryan. Hello. And Jen. Howdy. So, um, you guys won't notice it too much because we've banked episodes and stuff, but at the time of this recording, uh, we haven't recorded in like a month and a half. And we, Kevin brought up, we haven't seen Kevin since New Year's. And January it's, uh, 3rd yeah. was the last, and today is February the 13th. So, we, we, we figured this episode would be kind of nerd news and us catching up on uh, some of the nerdy adventures that we went on. Uh, Jen and I... We're uh, on the fantasy con- comic convention on a cruise ship. It was amazing. Everybody starts saving up now for the next one. <laughs> yes, because it does sound like there is going to be a year two. Excellent. Um, well, I like I, I like the idea of it. It sounded like it would be fun. You know, we get a vacation, a bit of a you know a comic con in the middle of it. So did the pros. All the professionals on the ship really liked it too. Well, they get a free trip out of it. Well, yeah. yeah. It was great because a lot of the cons that you go to now are all about selling stuff. So you have to like fight your way through the vendors and you have to stand in line to get pay money to get autographs. And, you know, you sit in a huge hall and you can kind of barely listen to the people at the front of the room because they're so far away. This one was great. There was very little selling. There was some, but not a lot. Um, You could potentially sit down and have dinner with some of the comic artists if they were eating at the same time you were and there weren't any tables and all of the panels that we went to were very small and intimate so you could ask questions uh you know you felt like you were sitting in your living room listening to a conversation with them it was great well couldn't you even be sitting in the swimming pool during some of these panels oh yeah um they they ended up not doing a lot of them by the pool in the end oh, okay um, well but the, the one the guardians the of the galaxy because i saw some footage of that one and there was a guy it was really the, windy and cold i keep meaning to look up michael rooker's footage because he filmed as we went uh, so uh the first panel of the entire cruise for our listeners was the guardians of the Gal- got the, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, panel um, with Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn. But it, it's like one of the most unique comic panels I've ever been to. Not so much to do the subject matter, but we were on the pool deck. Mm. And it was as we were going under the bridge to the Florida Keys. So that's like that's just kind of neat on its own, or at least I thought it was. <laughs> and Michael Rooker was like freaking out over it, so he was filming it as we went under the bridge. Nice. Um, yeah, it was just uh, it was a really neat experience. Um, a lot of the the other celebrities stuck around the ship too. Um, Sean Gunn was there the entire time, wandering around, and you got your picture taken. With I got him, my didn't picture you? taken. Jen got her picture taken with Sean Gunn. He was very nice. Now, did you have to pay for that? Nope. Nope. 
Wow, nice. I just he, followed him around for a couple minutes. He, 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 Not he, in a stalkery he, way. Um, and so was the uh, oh, I can't remember what his name is. He's in Walking Dead, red-haired guy. Um, sort of longish red hair, mustache. Uh, oh, um, he got his head caved in by Lucille. Yeah, he's no, he's no what, longer Lucille? in. The uh, yeah. In the show, I don't think. No. Um, <laughs> so I have a question: How? What percentage of the people on the ship were from the con, and what percentage were civilians? That was a hard one to judge. There definitely was a lot of people who bought um, last-minute deals. And but I still it, think the majority of the people were there for the con. Yeah, and uh, the thing was, is at least it, with the we did have dinner one night with two couples, older couples. Mm-hmm. Who bought it as a last minute deal, mm-hmm. but they were told up front that like, okay, so it's a dirt cheap cruise, whatever. The, like, because they bought it. it. Was Carnival was the cruise line? Yes. No, Royal no, Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. Um, they were told up front like, look, it's a comic book cruise. There's people from The Walking Dead there. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they basically both couples were like, well. They like Walking Dead, <laughs> and it goes to Cozumel. So, yeah, all right, well, we'll yeah. pay for it. The neat thing was, and I wish I had gotten his name, um, the older guy from New York that we were talking to, as it turned out, he had a geeky connection. Um, he was a sound designer or a sound ADR guy, recorder or something mm-hmm. like that. He worked on Batman Returns. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> he, like, and, you know, this is, he's one of those guys who has done mo- so many movies mm-hmm. and TV shows and stuff like that, that, it, like, he remembered he had worked on a Batman, and he's like, which is the one with the penguin and Christopher Walken? And I'm like, that's Batman Returns. Yeah, I worked on that one. <laughs> like, he couldn't really remember the title of it, right? It's, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, um... He was also a Trump supporter, but uh, we didn't get into politics too much. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, I highly recommend going because it was just really laid back. Yeah, I mean, personally, I I really dislike crowds, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons that I don't go to Fan Expo anymore is because it's just too crowded. Right. Um, I do like to shop. Um, was but there a good sized dealer's room? No, no, there was no. There was no, no dealer's, dealer's room. room. There was a couple of things in the um, the cruise store mm-hmm. on the ship, but those were limited. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. like they had, and they were basically Sin City gear. And the, the other thing was the big yeah. guest on the boat, right? But the other thing is that we couldn't buy too many things because we had to fly back to Canada, yeah. so we were limited that way. But I, like I said before, I really appreciated the fact that it was uh, not as busy. There was a lot going on. So uh, if you didn't feel like sitting in a, a panel, um, they basically played all the Marvel movies back to back over two days. And then the third day they played all of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Just They just put it on in and just let it play. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could just go and sit in there and chill for a little while. And or, there was the, the pub quizzes, uh, which I hosted. The quizzes too. were awesome. Um, so fun. There was nerd burlesque, which unfortunately we didn't manage to catch karaoke one night. Mm-hmm. Um, screenings and, of a couple documentaries. Uh, I caught the the Raiders documentary. Oh, the one about the fan guys. Who yeah, their own uh, Raiders. We, which I'm thinking we'll review in a future episode the movie because the guy was selling. Uh, it had the the star of the the guy who directed the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for those who have not heard of it, Raiders is a documentary about a bunch of kids 
who after seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark tried to remake the movie shot for shot. And that, like, with the amount of gear and stuff you would have as a, <laughs> like, high school kid. A suburban kid. preteen. Yeah, like, a junior high, high school kid in, like, 1986. Nice. And they do a phenomenal job. It's one of, it's kind of inspirational. It's really kind of neat. Um, but I got, I got the double set. So I got the documentary because I found the documentary really cool. Yeah, but the documentary I also picked up the remake. So I thought one of these days we'll sit down and we'll watch their version of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fun. It's awesome. <laughs> so in addition to all that other stuff, they had a lot of cosplay. They had mm-hmm. makeup tutorials. They had uh, cosplay combat tutorials. Uh, they had a big cosplay dance party. I think they had a couple actually. Uh, they had the flux capacitors were there playing. They had a DJ who was doing some dance nights. Yeah, they posted some videos. They did some. I did find some live. They did uh, the Facebook live videos they were shooting mm. while you guys were down there. That's why I started messaging you. Hey, are you guys at the such and such party? Because <laughs> I was watching it through Facebook. And... Unfortunately, we didn't have internet the whole time we were on the ship because yeah. internet on a cruise ship is. Very expensive. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So now, in addition, there would have been regular cruise activities going on too, right? No, they didn't because None? the whole cruise... we had the whole boat, yeah. but they okay. they did sell the the people who are just last right. minute deals and but stuff. But you could have just gone to the pool or hung out at yeah. the bar, or played oh, shuffleboard. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Or and they the had arcade. yeah, and they had the um, casino. Yeah, they had yeah. the casino, which was the only it's place you could themed casino. Oh, was it really? Yeah, they um they took panels from the comic book. They just overlaid a bunch of the slot machines they already had. And they put like up the panels and put them on and stuff. They they looked really good. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, and the, actually, I found the whole decor of the ship itself just beautiful. It was very. How was your cabin? Our cabin was very small. Yeah, they are on it. But right. now this is the second cruise that Brent and I have been on. Our first cruise, we went on a Mediterranean cruise in the spring, in April and May, um, for our honeymoon, and we went on a bit more of a higher end cruise line. Mm-hmm. So we were spoiled. The bar was set high. Mm-hmm. So for this cruise, which is uh, probably a mid-range cruise line, um, I didn't find the food as good. It was still right. good, but again, bar was set high. Yeah, yeah. And the cabin was a lot smaller, right. but we ended up getting a balcony room, which was oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. They also added a couple other touches, like um, Fantasy contacted a, this streaming channel called Monster Channel. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Monster TV. Um, and they put it on one of the channels on the, the shipboard TV cable package. Mm-hmm. And all it plays is like old monster movies and uh, commercials, like the theater mm-hmm. commercials and stuff like that. And clips and from uh, really old cartoons. Cartoons. Um, yes. And episodes of uh, Kaiju Big Battle, which is like pro wrestling, but they're dressed up in big monster suits. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah. Um, so it, there's stuff like that, and the and because it was so relaxed, originally when I went, I was like, I'm going to try and interview these people. I'm going to like I was gonna, my idea was it was going to be work mm-hmm. when I was in work, working on the crew stuff, and I kind of felt bad even thinking about it because like a lot of the you could go up and talk to anybody. Everybody was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Like like I was saying, Sean Gunn and that guy from Walking Dead, they were there the entire time just wandering around. But if they it, were on vacation too, so yeah. you kind of felt bad going up yeah. to them and networking and stuff like but that. But at yeah. the same time, it's like if you went up to them and like, hey, can I get a picture? As far as I saw with the both of them, they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, they, I didn't see the stranger 
things kids wandering around as much, but that might also be because you they're know kids. they're younger it's, and easily yeah. stolen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know so much about easily stolen, but easily more easily uh get into mischief and not able to do stuff right yeah. that they're Chaperones supposed to do. Would have to yeah. Yeah, you saw chaperones with them everywhere they were. But right. they said they still seem to float around the ship too. Yeah. So uh, if you wanted to uh talk to Mark Wade Go play blackjack with him. <laughs> Apparently, he likes blackjack. I don't want to make make him sound like a compulsive gambler, but I saw him a couple times in the casino, mm-hmm. and yeah. like there. And one of the one of the guests of the cruise, I guess he figured I I was like working as like set up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Came up and thanked me. It was one of his favorite cons. Well, He's nice. like, I got to I got to play blackjack with Mark Wade for an hour. <laughs> I got to have breakfast with Gail Simone this morning. Because nice. they were just wandering around. Like it like the comic book people especially were just really got into it because mm. I I guess because it's so easy and yeah. so relaxed. Jimmy so, Palmati and his entire crew bought captain's hats. Like, nice. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure if I want to out him. Um, but you're going to. No, I'm not. I don't think I'll say his name. Uh, I'll tell you guys. I think I've told Ryan already. Um, Palmati's crew uh, consisted of people you see at Comic Cons, like okay. like um, friends of theirs and stuff like that. Yeah. But there was, I'll put it this way: there was an. In- incredibly noteworthy cover artist that was part of Palmati's crew who was not there as a guest. Oh. He just came for the, for the basically cruise. I think Jimmy the party. T- Yeah, Jimmy talked him into it and they like they were at the the first night karaoke and it was a blast. It was a four day cruise? Yeah, yes. so the details uh for anybody who's interested in going next year which you totally should. Um it was a four day cruise. Uh so we left out of Tampa. Uh, we had a day in Key West mm-hmm. uh, where I made Brent get off the boat and we walked around a bit. There are roosters just wandering around. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next day we went to Cozumel uh, and I'd never been to Mexico. So again, I made Brent get off the boat right. and we did, that was the only day we did an excursion and we did this really fun submarine ride. Um, and then we went, we was had a day. a yellow in, submarine? No, unfortunately no. not. But when you enter it, they've got they their played it down. Yeah. <laughs> They played the theme to uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark as you're you're and going into the sub. What was it they played when we? It was the uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey as you're going up, <laughs> and then dun, as dun, you're leaving, bum, they bum, they bum, played bum, Yellow bum. Submarine. Yeah. Uh, so then, and then there was a day at sea, right? And uh, then back to Tampa. So the sea day was. Uh, I mean, at every evening they had a lot of activities mm-hmm. going on. Um, the stuff that they tried to do while we were in port didn't go so well because everybody got off the boat. Right. But the sea day, uh, there was a lot going on and it was pretty well attended because everybody wanted to do it. Learning curve too. To of course. Yeah. It's the first well, one. First um, I, I will be honest. Um, like, you know, they took, they took care of Jen and I, they, they brought us down. Yep. So they did a good job. you can, you can say that we're, we're biased this way, but honestly, out of a first time convention, I did not notice much in the way of speed bumps, which is very, very rare. And that's not saying like the first conventions go horribly or something like that. But there's usually something that goes like whether it's lining up to get in or whether it's like 
four guests cancel last minute, something like that. They had very little in the way of guest cancellations. I think there was four total, but they they advertised them pretty quickly when they right. came up. Um, and there was uh, <laughs> there was a little bit of a learning curve with uh, certain maritime laws that they they had to get around. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you off air. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, but overall, like it, it was just it was so smooth and easy going. And if you I would honestly say if you're a comic book artist or would-be artist and you want to get critiqued by, like, if you see the lineup next year and, like, oh, I'd really love to hear, like, how Amanda Connor would see my art and give me advice, this is the way to do it. Because mm-hmm. she was only an artist alley, like, here and there, but it was scheduled and she was there the entire time that she was scheduled for. Mm-hmm. And because of the nature of the ship, there was so little of a lineup. She actually had time to talk to everybody. Right. Yeah. So we so, watched them do this. This one. She did this one uh, critique of this one guy's art, and went all through the good stuff. And she's like, "Now, okay, so here's the bad. Don't do this." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "I I don't mean to sound like a jerk or mean, but don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do this." And, but she would. But like. Uh, like something like Fan Expo, which I I really like Fan Expo. They just don't have the time to, right, to really do that unless it's set up there. as yeah. a as a portfolio critique. And so, a lot of the artists don't do those anymore. Yeah. How many people were on the cruise for the con? <sighs> that I don't know. Two thousand twenty because the capacity yeah. of the ship's probably two or three thousand, right? Yeah. So there, it's fifty times smaller than Fan Expo. So yes. That's, yeah. Yes. And I think there were the only times that there were lines were uh, up in the artist alley because they did have a small area where uh, they asked the artists and to just kind of have a table for a couple hours, just mm. go up and sit there, and you could come up, and it was all scheduled. And that was the only place that there were lines, but even and, they weren't. Big. And that was yeah, the lines were like three people deep, maybe. And that the only reason there were lines was because they were taking the time to talk to people and to go through mm. things. So I mean, you didn't mind waiting in line because you knew that you would get your five minutes with, right. once you got to the front of the line. That's awesome. And because there's food everywhere, um, you didn't mind even more because you could just snack. Yeah. <laughs> so, or, drink. I mean, or drink. Or if drink. you paid yeah, for the, the drink food package. would be way better at this con than at Fan Expo. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. It cruise may not have been, been, been Gold Star Mediterranean Cruise, but it was way better than Fan Expo. Oh, my goodness, yeah. No, no, the food wasn't terrible but again yeah. the the bar had just been set high for our first cruise yeah, yeah, so yeah. i yeah. would definitely go i mean even if uh like brand said we were brought on so we were a little biased but i mean i this is why i'm encouraging everybody to uh to say start saving up for it because it wasn't that expensive yeah. um and uh it was great yeah the thing i've been asked is like well would you go if they didn't send you and yeah I'm like I after would. being this time yeah, and I don't know if I would go every year unless they like changed ports and destinations and yeah, stuff like that. They could do that, a different route next which year, which is always a possibility. But like, and I know from talking to the creators, like I talked to Mark Wade for about fifteen minutes about it because he had been on. He told us that there had been something similar tried about ten years previous. Mm. And as far as he could tell, it went well, but it just never happened again. Right. And he was like, he's like, I hope this well, happens I know, again. 
I know there are always there are themed cruises all the time. There was a Star yep. Trek cruise. Uh, it was like the like week or two weeks before ours. Yeah, I just heard some podcasts from that, and I know there's a, Jonathan Colton has a cruise. Yep. And, there was a bare naked ladies cruise, and so. there was a rock and roll cruise in Cozumel that was in the ship next to ours. Yeah, was it loud? No, no. we never found out who was on that boat either. But I think that would be the difference between those two because yeah. I know how like the Kiss cruise works. Kiss yeah. is never on the ship longer than two hours. With I know you. Disney does. Um, Disney does Star Wars cruises now and Marvel cruises. Are they getting guests for them and stuff, or are they no, just Marvel they themed just and theme them? Yeah, they do Star Wars fireworks off the ships and see. And I think I'd like to do that if I had a kid. Um, I think that would be more enjoyable with a, to see it through a kid's eyes, where this is more enjoyable for an adult because right. you can actually interact with the creators. Yeah. The one thing I will say is, uh, assuming this goes off again next year, and our listeners, if you're going to this. The panel you have to go to, have to go to, is the War Stories panel. It um, it was, I will take full credit for it, it was my idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I pitched it to um, to uh, the, the guys who were putting this together as it, like, you do it after hours, mm-hmm. and it's just stories from conventions, like weirdos that you've met or mm-hmm. things that have happened, stuff like that. And um, you I sure didn't... there's alcohol? Yep. And... Well, it was at the bar. It was at the pub. There you go. Like, at the, they have an English-style pub mm-hmm. on it, and it was at the pub. And one... It was standing room only for the comic book people. All the comic book people came out for it. Um, not all of them openly participated. <laughs> but they all um, wanted to be there. To but they all the wanted gossip. to hear some of the stories and the gossip and stuff like that. Um, uh, at one point, somebody uh, teased Azare- Brian Azarello about his Wonder Woman run. And you just hear he was sitting outside... Um, with uh, the unknown, unnamed comic artist that I mentioned earlier, and you just heard from outside the bar, "Hey, fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> but you would like it's one of those things you um, just due to locations and stuff like that. You don't really get those at, yeah. at conventions. And, and the thing that made it awesome was, and this wasn't this was totally uh, Mike, the cruise director of of the convention. His idea was he told everybody in the audience. Mm-hmm. Pick up your cell phones, take the picture of the people now, now put the cell phones down. If we see you using the phone, you're out to make it more of a comfortable space. Right. Yeah. And that's why, like, I, there's, I'll tell you guys stories from it afterwards, but I don't want to air them because I want that panel to happen again right. next year. Right. I want these stories to proliferate, like, rumor through everybody. <laughs> so everybody next year has to go to this panel because it was great. It sounds like fun. Start I, saving up. I, 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 the one story I will, I will hint to is um, there is a great story uh, about uh, Darwin Cook and Dan DiDio at Jimmy Palmati's house. That is just fantastic, and it involves a costume. That's all I'm going to say. I'll tell okay. you guys afterwards. All right, I look forward Brent to just that. teasing yeah. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, it's go on the cruise. That's all I can say. Like it's, I like I said, I, I didn't want to interview anybody because so I didn't want to spoil the fun, the, yeah. not just the fun, but mm-hmm. the relaxation of it and stuff. Like the the cover art panel that I I hosted. 
um, was on at the same time as one of the cosplay events. So mm-hmm. we got like 15 people, 20 people max. Right. It, it was very limited. So instead of, and we were in the big theater that mm-hmm. they have all like their stage shows on. So Art Adams and Mark Brooks and Phil Noto and Joyce Chin, um, we, we all just sat on the edge of the stage and just started talking and just throwing i would throw in a question every once in a while but the crowd would do it and it was it felt kind mm-hmm. of more intimate yeah hmm. and yeah. I, I will say this art adams is a funny guy yeah he is I, <laughs> I had never met him before and like fantastic artist and really funny guy awesome we we saw um while we were waiting for people to show up mark brooks who is uh he's doing all the covers for that new marvel event uh secret empire that's coming up in the summer okay um he started singing along with his phone to the uh the cast recording of hamilton he was good he (laughs) He did a good job good he knew all the words so yeah that was our adventures at sea and then we went to universal studios and went to hogwarts you forgot about something i wanted i forget about your luchador mask. Oh, yes. Oh, I, dear. Bought, I still haven't seen. I bought a, a, a Blue Demon or Blue Demon Junior, depending on your, your pedigree of luchadors. I bought a mask. Jen laughed her ass off. I laughed for a solid minute when he stuck his head in it. it <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, if I figure out how, I'll put the picture on Instagram. So, yeah. Well, then uh, that was bought like basically at their Freeport area. Yeah. Because, like, I'm in Mexico. I have to buy a luchador mask. But most of the vendors were selling um, luchador masks that were NFL team themed. Oh, okay. I guess, well, it, to be fair, good timing on their part. Because, like, the, it was, like, the qualifiers to the Super Bowl were that weekend. Mm. Yeah. Or at least the the Atlanta game was. Because that, that, a bunch of people, uh, Mark Brooks being one of them, like we're like so uh, where's this game playing where can i see this game i have to see this game because there was no sports channels on the local feed mm. oh and uh and it was kind of the other cool thing about it was is you got to meet some podcasters and people like that that i would have never met or that i've had like limited contact through or something like that it, um my weird oh <gasps> broke the rules. wasn't me this time um uh, <laughs> my weirdly my one starstruck moment was i got to meet quint the the writer for ain't it cool news oh okay because i have been reading his stuff for years and he, he we had a meeting of all the the hosts and podcasters and stuff and we we're talking and introducing ourselves and he introduced himself as eric from ain't it cool news i'm like oh cool and he's i'm like which name do you write under because most of those guys have Nicknames or code names, stuff like that. And he's like, "Oh, I got my name off your shirt, and I was wearing. I have a a Jaws shirt, but it's like Calvin and Hobbes themed." And I'm like, "Holy shit, you're Quint!" He's like, "Yeah, that's me." And like, I've been reading you since I pretty much had the internet. He's a lot younger than I expected him to be. I I like just because I've been reading him so long, I figured he'd be a lot older than I am, and I don't think he is. I love that Brent gets more starstruck over meeting uh, somebody who writes a for a, a blogger than he does over meeting, um, you know, like somebody like Frank Miller. Well, I didn't get to meet Miller. <laughs> no, but had he you was... met had you met him, you probably would have been more less starstruck than you were meeting yeah. Quint. And and I will say Jimmy Palmati and Amanda Connor are awesome. Yes. They're, they're just really cool people. 
I got to do a Harley Quinn panel, and I wasn't incredibly familiar with the book beforehand, but it's, it was a fun panel. And um, they were friends with Darwin Cook, and mm. the minute they found out I was from the Toronto region, oh, did you know Darwin? And like, no, I, I've met him a couple of times, and he was always good to me. And at which point, Amanda means that means you were doing something right. No. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, all right, then that sounds good. So I want to hear about your weekend at Universal. So you were there two nights. Oh, yes, because you're a big theme park nerd. My theme parks are my jam. Right. So after our fantasy cruise, uh, we rented a car and drove from Tampa to Orlando. And we spent uh, three days at uh, Universal Studios, largely because of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Mm. or Harry Potter World, as we call it. Isn't it it amazing? It is indescribable. It was so amazing. It's like walking into the book. Yeah, it is. And, And when you're there, you don't feel like you're in... And in a park, you feel like you're in the book. Yeah. So was it you or was it Taylor who pointed out they take out all the sight lines of the park? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, the buildings are tall that. and they kind of curve in. So well, it, even like, if you look up, you don't see um, like roller coasters or signs. You can't hear the other the rest of the park. Right. It's like you're in a completely and immersive world. From outside Diagon Alley, you can't even see Diagon Alley. If no. you don't know no. how to get into Diagon Alley, you could walk right by it and not yeah. even know it's there. Exactly. It's fantastic. And all the little touches, like the as gimmicky as it sounds, and yeah, they sell wands out of it, but the interactive wand stuff is really kind it's of a neat amazing. little thing to, to add yeah. to the feel of it. And I didn't see it, but in the when you're outside of Diagon Alley, um, what's the name? Creature? Yeah. Pops up in the windows of, mm-hmm. of yep. the house. I never caught it, but like it was like just like a quick... In the Did you talk to the, um, to the shrunken head in the night bus? No, no, I listened to other people talking to him, though. Uh, no, I didn't. I talked to the night bus driver. Yeah, he was funny. Oh, and the, the, the head didn't talk to you? No, I I don't know. Is Must it? have been on this break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the... He was posing for pictures and stuff more than mm-hmm. anything yeah. else. Yeah, but the other thing that I really liked is, I mean, you go there and they expect you to buy a lot of stuff. So there's all sorts of stores. Oh, yeah. But... There's the storefronts are really well done, mm-hmm. and the, lots of them are just fronts because behind they want a larger store for some of the other stores. But when you go into the stores, they are so nicely decorated. Mm-hmm. Like you look up, and it's all like they're things did, are moving. Did you and, try any of Florian Fortescue's ice cream flavors? I did. I had butterbeer ice cream. Oh, I didn't. That's I, I didn't. It tasted like ripple. butterscotch ice cream. Yeah. The the uh, the the white chocolate. Betty, like uh, it was like a, but uh, not a brownie, but a, a blondie. Yeah, blondie. Oh, so good. Yeah, the fr- friends of ours who went had, um, uh, she had uh, oh. chocolate chili. No, it was the, the apple one. There's an apple one that's oh, apparently it really like good. flowers, lavender, oh, lavender. and earl grey. I think I should have got that, yeah, but I wanted butter beer. Didn't Taylor get pistachio or something? Yeah, Taylor like, that's an affront to God and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, just walking around there, the rides were fantastic too. Oh, yeah. Uh, both of them, uh, the one at Hogsmeade and the one at um, Diagon Alley. We liked the Escape from Gringotts better. Yeah? Yeah. The Escape from Gringotts is just so well done. It's the, the like, it's one of the, it fools your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the, this one part where it's a big drop. And I know it's a, like basically a small track, mm-hmm. very small track coaster yeah. with motion control. In yeah. It. But it feels like you're plummeting. Oh, I know down, the part you're talking about. Yeah, down, down a really big hill. The only and thing, it's like Taylor and I were saying, 
it's a ride that I kind of like to go through with the lights on and not mm-hmm. not anything going, just to see the nuts and bolts and how they pulled it yeah. off and stuff. The only th- we went on that ride twice, mm-hmm. and the second time we went it, and I knew that that drop was coming. I thought that they what they should have done is blown air in your face, so it feels like you're falling. Mm. Because they didn't do that. Yeah. But a lot of those motion rides, they would like squirt you with water yeah. or you'd feel the heat or they would. Now, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, the ride at Hogsmeade, the first time I rode that, I had never been on a ride like that. Yeah, I know. That was really cool. It's it's like nothing I've ever been on before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, and the screens where they have the characters pop mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. are, except there was one that we, we were like, they could have hidden that a little bit better that it was a screen. But the, a lot of them are. Like, just so built in mm-hmm. well that it looks like people walking by and mm-hmm. stuff. Even cool. the, the experience of taking the, the Hogsworth Express between the two parks mm-hmm. is really well done. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Um, the the thing, though, that I will mention about Universal Studios, because the, the guy at the hotel mentioned it, and it doesn't get enough love, is the, uh, what was it called? The Curse of the Mummy? Oh, yeah, the Mummy Revenge ride. Of the Mummy. The Revenge of the Mummy. Yeah, that I love, ride I love Revenge of the Mummy. We went on it, and then we got off and just went right back on again. <laughs> yeah, it, that's a great ride. It, it's really well put together. It, it's, it's not so tied into the mummy that they can't kind of update certain aesthetics yeah. and just keep the ride exactly the yeah. same. Um, it, it was just, I was, that it was my second favorite ride in the park. Escape from Gringotts being the first. See, and I would say that it was probably my favorite ride. Mummy. Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah. really, really liked it. Um, How was your score on Men in Black? I loved the Men in Black ride. We won twice. Did you get the suit? No. Oh. You get it, what? If your score is high enough... You don't get your memory erased, and you get the suit. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> we got our See, memory we were erased. Wondering about that, we we didn't get high enough to get or not get our memory erased. So it's just our car did better than the other. It was car probably like because I was more focused on going pew 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 than actually hitting anything. Nice. <laughs> and it's a it's a ride. It's a shooting game ride. Oh, okay. So there's all these aliens, and you got to shoot the aliens, but not the little kids. And oh, you're not supposed to shoot the little kids. Okay, maybe that was part of the problem too. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> don't hit the civilians. Me. Well, and we also found out that you're supposed to hit the red button when you're at a certain part with the. Big I did. At the end. They tell you the, through the whole ride, don't touch the red button. Don't touch the. That's red the first button, thing I did. The red button. And then there's one part in the ride where they go, oh my God, hit the red button. And whoever hits the red button first gets major bonus. Oh, I didn't hear them yell, oh my God, hit the red button. Yeah, there's a one point. It's like, okay, hit the red button. I just kept pushing it. I'm like, why isn't it doing anything? Like the whole time. But uh, (laughs) it's a fun ride. It is a fun ride. That's one that, sadly, unless there's another movie on its way, that's one I can see leaving the park at some point, too. It's still pretty popular, though. They could make it into another motion shooting ride. You can actually take a tour of that attraction. Um, You know when you walk into the queue? Yeah, you can... You can look down, you see the alien behind the desk. Yeah, You can ask for the the, um, immigration tour, and they'll take you down there. Is there anything else other than that? section uh, there's little like animatronic bug aliens behind windows and oh, okay and, cool yeah. and you can also ask for the walking tour at hogwarts too and they'll take you they, they're actually the the queue that amazing queue at hogwarts is there are two of them yeah and they only use one but if you ask for the grounds tour only though they will let you into the second queue where it's exactly the same as the main queue where hundreds and hundreds of people are waiting 
but you've pretty much got it to yourself, and you can just huh. take your time and look at everything in the queue. See, next time we need to bring Kevin yeah. with us too. Well, see, we went, we stayed at the resort, so we got the early admissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were at Hogsmeade at eight o'clock in the morning, yeah, an hour before the yeah, park opened, nice. which is worth the price of paying at the, staying at the resort because we were off season. It wasn't it wasn't busy until the third day that we were there because mm-hmm. they were doing a Harry Potter celebration. Oh yeah, the, oh you were there right before the Harry yeah, Potter celebration, yeah. the day before it, started. which is basically a giant Harry Potter convention. I don't yeah. like crowds. I <laughs> wanted to leave. You could see, like that day, you could see it because really Jason Isaac was out. there yeah. and uh, the kid who played. Drake Draco Malfoy was there, yeah. and the kid who played uh, Neville was there, too. Oh. Yeah. I did not want to face the Harry Potter crowds. There was people camping out in front of mm-hmm. the, the stage when we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but they also had three giant um, uh, showrooms full of merchandise to buy, too. Yeah. And they had special effects guys there who were explaining how they did effects and makeup uh, okay. dudes and oh, cool yeah the um the other thing I will mention is Springfield yeah Springfield, Springfield is awesome it is kind of cool I the, loved Springfield I wished it was bigger and unfortunately because we went in the off season the week we went the uh, the ride the the main ride um, the Spr- the, the Simpsons ride the Simpsons ride was down for maintenance the entire time oh, yeah that's too bad. which means um, we have to go back again. It's, but, it's a cute ride. It's but, a parody of other rides. Yeah. That being said, just the other little things, like the fact that the phone in the Quickie Mart, like the pay phone, mm-hmm. rings mm-hmm. every once in a while. And I'm not sure how many total they have, but there's at least, uh, we cycled through, what, six characters? You cycled through six characters. I heard one. <laughs> and like you know one one or uh there's two dr franks because he had two different bits of dialogue oh i heard mm. one of them and and uh apu telling you not to loiter and apparently the phone at moe's does the same thing too but yeah. we didn't get a chance to try did you that. did you use the phones on marvel superhero island there was phones on Marvel superhero. Oh yeah, like Avengers hotlines and no, <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah. Next, have to go back next will... time we're going, we're going with Kevin. So we'll do the cruise and then do Universal. I and saw the Fantastic Car. Yeah, and so uh, all around Marvel Island, there are these, um, you know, Avengers hotline phones, and you can pick them up and listen and oh. hear. Spider Man was a good ride too. Spider Man is an amazing ride. Did they update? That at some point, uh, they upgraded the screens, they went yeah. from standard screens to 4K screens. And did they update the animation at all? Because it, uh, I do not because well, when you're so. leading in the dock ock that you see on the, the, the screens as you're queuing into the ride is the one from the 90s cartoon with the yellow shoulder pads yeah. and, and that. And the one in the ride is more the the one from the the second Sam Raimi film with the trench coat and stuff. I don't think it was. I don't think the ride film was updated. Okay, it they was just, always that. Maybe it was the, so. the timing of when yeah. they did the different things or I different so. companies. Got the park opened in ninety nine. So. Yeah, well, that was the one thing you could tell with the the comic book aesthetic. It's mm, very, it's well, very Jim Lee. Uh, Adam Kubert. Adam Kubert did all of not the... Al- he wasn't allowed to sign any of it, so he snuck his signatures yeah. into certain yeah. things. And that in the Spider-Man ride, just due to who they used on it, like there's the female Venom symbiote yeah. who hasn't been used in years and yeah. years and years. And they can't really update anything there either because of the contract with Marvel. Yeah, do you think they'll get they'll eventually just phase it out once they, they have something to kind of take over that spot? 
Because that's a good no. chunk of real estate, right? No, I no, don't you think, think so. they'll just keep it. I think they'll it. hold it. I mean, why would you give back to Disney that? Why would you give that back to Disney? The only reason I could see is just in case they got something else that they Well, their next be big better, thing right? that's coming is Nintendo. And oh, where yeah. is that going to be in the park? We're not sure yet. It's the two rumors I've heard from all of the theme park media I follow is that it'll either go into uh, Woody Woodpecker's Kidsville. In, I can see that. Yeah, in, that makes sense. Because apparently there's some room behind that that they can. Yeah. But they don't want to get rid of E.T., which is over that way, too. Um, or the comic strip island. I could definitely see that because that was a... W- it just yeah. didn't seem that, like, it, for me, because I like some of those comic strips and stuff like that. Like, there, there's a big standee of the Phantom there yeah. and the, the big sign of Hagar the Horrible and, and all that stuff. It, it, it's all kind of cool, but like, does anybody younger than us know what any of those things are? Yeah, like it's <laughs> like I can't see, and it's mainly retail. There wasn't much in the way of rides there. There's right? two rides there: the Popeye raft ride yeah. and the Dudley Do Right log flume. Yeah, both of which I could see easily being phased out. Because again, does anybody younger than us know who those characters are? Well, they're good rides. The Dudley Do Right ride, especially, is quite funny. But I don't know. Yeah, it's just changing taste, and you have a limited amount of real estate, right? Like, I'm I'm sure they have some more land, but not a huge they, amount. Well, uh, again, because I follow the theme park news, uh, they don't have a lot of space where they are in the two parks. Mm. Well, and the third park, the water park's opening this summer. There. Yeah, it was yeah. right next to the hotel where yeah. we stayed. But they did buy 400 acres on the other side of I-4 on International Drive. Oh. So Universal oh. has enough space to build at least two more theme parks and a bunch okay, more so, hotels. Yeah, all right then. Hmm. So we have no idea what they're going to do with it. Again, rumors are swirling. Uh, Universal has a ton of properties that they could develop, right? And Well, most of the properties in their theme parks aren't even Universal. But they're not even Universal, right? Harry Potter is a Warner property. Simpsons is Fox. But um, they want to hold on to Harry Potter. I mean, that's their huge thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would would not be surprised to see a Forgotten Beasts um, land (gasps) at a new theme park. And there's always been rumors that Lord of the Rings could be a property Ooh. that they, that they Especially, get. Especially... Um, I would go to both of those which parks. Which Hobbit movie... So the first one or the second one has them doing the barrels over the falls. Yeah. That's a ride. I yeah. thought that when I saw that the yeah. mo- in the movie theater. is like, you turn that into a theme so, park ride. So, yeah. I love my Orlando theme parks. Yes. Well, if we if fantasy does happen again next year... Uh, and we if we and if we have the money to do both, we were thinking maybe our s- second year we would do uh, part of Disney. I really want to go to Epcot. I when I when I was a kid, we went, Epcot was my favorite part of Disney. Mm-hmm. So I really want to go back again, mm-hmm. and hopefully it lives up to my eight year old memory. <laughs> Not it's, that my memory is changed, eight years old. It's the fact changed that, a lot since you were eight. Yeah, a lot. Is Figment still there? I love Figment. Yes, but it's not the ride you remember. I don't remember the ride. I just okay. remember the dinosaur and the song. Everybody <laughs> I know who went to Disney World during that time period came back with a stuffed figment. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was the only character at Epcot at the time. They didn't mm. put any other characters in there. And, and oh, now there's a Frozen ride. So. And Captain EO with that weird fuzzy thing with the butterfly wings yeah, and the long that's rat gone. tail. They, yeah, that, Captain EO has been retired. That came back just after... Michael died, Jackson right? died as a tribute, and it, it stayed way too long. And now there's a <laughs> Disney Pixar short film fa- festival or something. Oh, like oh, I'd rather see run that. Those Blu-rays, pretty much. <laughs> oh. I would still rather it's see that. That's awesome. 
So, yeah, that, that was our trip in a nutshell. Uh, uh, I'd do it again. Cabana Bay was kind of nice to stay at. The, the only advice I'd give to anybody is don't eat at the theme park um, or don't eat as much at the theme park. It tends to be more expensive. I'll show you where to eat at the theme park. Yeah, yeah you've got a couple places apparently. But the City Walk wasn't bad. Yeah, All right. Good. So, 2018 True North Nerds trip to Florida. Sounds good to me. Well, you guys we'll save see, up? We'll see if we'll I can broker something for... <laughs> We'll, we'll see if I can broker anything for us for uh, round Well, two you know, I'm season. heading to Florida next week. Yeah, I'm going to the Disney parks. I'm like, I'm two months early of getting into Pandora, the world of Avatar. They announced an opening mm. date for that. So Pandora opens in April. Uh, but I will see all of the new, not new, because it was there the last time I was there, but all the Star Wars stuff that's at Hollywood Studios yeah. is there now. The fireworks are new to me, so that'll be cool to see. Um the Frozen ride at Epcot is new to me, uh, so I'm excited about that. I I I created my entire theme park itinerary about getting a fast pass to Frozen because they're so hard to come by. As soon as I got one, I'm like, okay, that changes my entire plan of attack for this weekend <laughs> <laughs> because I now have to go to Epcot on Monday because that's the only day I can get a fast pass for Frozen. Uh, so yeah, uh, they also just announced um, the opening dates for Star Wars Land. Woo! Yeah, uh, it's 2019, so that means they're gonna push this through quick because it's taken Pandora seven years from the time they announced it to the time it oh, it's opening. It's only been two years for Star Wars Land. Yeah, but so. didn't you say that Pandora is kind of the trial run for a lot of things they're going to end up using in Star Wars, like techniques and? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, because it's always hard to build the first cards. Building second cards, easy. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff that they're that's going into Pandora is stuff that they tested at Shanghai Disneyland that opened yeah. last year, especially on the boat ride. Um, but uh, we'll see. I is Orlando going to get that cool Tron coaster? There are rumors that Epcot's getting a major overhaul, and it could go there. Guys. There are also rumors that the um, the little car raceway in magic kingdom could go away and it could go there because uh, i've seen video of that and that just it does look so pretty cool. cool it does look pretty i know cool. that movie didn't do as well as they had kind of expected the uh, rumors for star wars land include a millennium falcon ride Ooh. And even if they just had a full-size millennium falcon that you could go walk in and walk around yeah. and walk back out i always thought that was something like um that you could make a ride kind of similar to the Men in Black one, mm-hmm. but arcade style, where you you sit in gun turrets and you're shooting TIE fighters and yes. stuff like that. <laughs> I always thought you could do something like the that. And every once in a while, Han Solo yells at you to not get cocky. Yeah. The, yeah. Other, the other rumor I've been hearing about the second ride in Star Wars Land is that you're going to be chased by First Order Stormtroopers. And at some point, the ride stops, and it's going to be like a guided ride, like Jungle Cruise, where there's a a skipper on it like okay or yeah or a great movie ride where somebody leads you through and at some point the ride's going to stop and everybody's got to get out of the ride and run because the stormtroopers are going to come and get you and they push you out of the ride onto some other into some other room where you get on another ride vehicle to escape from the first order i'm not sure exactly how that's going to work but it sounds very cool and they want it to be the harry potter killer right so yeah the, the... so the main one of the main Areas will be the canteen um, from the Tatooine canteen. Oh, most Eisley. Most Eisley, where you so can. So maybe we should save our Disney money for where the year you that can order blue milk and 
eat bantha meat, I guess. I don't know. Or we go both times. I, I don't There was a lot of, if you noticed in Force Awakens, there was quite a few references to food. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Because Disney needs some food that they can yeah. put into their parks. Nice. Can you well, go up to the big fat guy and he'll give you one portion? Maybe. Unless you trade him a BB-8 toy. Right now you can get dark side chicken and waffles, so it's all good. Oh. <laughs> I went and got my pygmy puff. It's a triple with a face. <laughs> did you get that at, at Diagon Alley? I did. There's a whole adoption ceremony, but I opted not to do it anyway. Yeah. Her name is Jelly Bean. <laughs> uh, yeah, parents, if you bring your kids to Harry Potter, bring your wallet. Was that in the menagerie store? No, although I, I, I had already bought this one, so I was like, oh, I can't buy stuff from the menagerie store. This was from the, um, uh, the joke remember. store. Oh. Weasley's wizard wheezes? Yeah. He's a pygmy puff. He's so cute. (laughs) And which wands did you get? I got Luna's wand. And Brent got got an interactive wand Mm -hmm. that I think it was Reed. Um, Yeah, um, I didn't go with the character one. I went with one that I like fit my aesthetic. Well, I went with one one that that fit uh, my aesthetic too. There's one that... um, there's one there that I looked at it and I'm like, wow, that's the uh, the S&M bondage wand because <laughs> it's kind of all black with studs in it. And oh. So. oh, yeah. I um, the... If you have the cash, you can also buy the uh, the wand cane that uh, Malfoy's dad has. Oh. It uh, was, what, 200 bucks? Yeah. It actually wasn't bad. But, but it wouldn't fit in your suitcase, so. how the hell do you get it home? Mine is Alderwood. Use it as a cane, that's how. Yeah, and then you go through TSA with that sucker and see how fast you get thrown into a room. My, my, my one is Alderwood, and it's got a snake skull head on it. Oh, okay, the, um, our friend Taylor got that one. Like, it's got, like, the, the cobra hood with, the, like, kind of a skeleton. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So mine is Luna Love Love Goods wand, and it looks like it has a tulip on the end. I didn't get the interactive wand; I just got the the display wand. And, it's amazing uh, how much money they can charge for a stick. And parents, if you <laughs> but it's uh, a fancy if stick. You, uh, adults, if you're buying the wands, one of the tricks to getting the magic to work in the park is remember they made the park for kids. Kids are short. Treat yourself about half a foot. I found that the trick was to not move your whole arm. It's just it's a wrist thing. Oh, see, uh, I had to I bend down. I, like if I bent down a little bit, I hit the sensors better. Mm. So it's amazing. I really hope our listeners enjoyed your. <laughs> vacation <laughs> well it was a pretty awesome nerd vacation yeah yes, it was yeah, very I nerdy really, and honestly if you can afford to do it like we're i i have no mistake in the fact that like you know oh, that's a map i got of lucky where all of the... that um fantasy was very kind to, to me and bringing jen on board the ship and doing all this cool stuff because uh, mm. i, I hope i get to uh to do it again because it was just that much fun it sounds awesome yeah it was amazing so now that we've taken up nearly an hour of talking about my vacation uh let's go with uh, another round of geek picks uh who wants to start anybody in particular i'll start okay we'll go with ryan is anyone else has, has anyone else given riverdale riverdale a shot yet Watching no, it. not yet. Not yet. See, I'm surprised. I would have thought you would have watched it with the whole. I don't know, want it to ruin Archie for me. Oh well, then you won't want to watch. I it. I love Archie. I I'm enjoying it. 
I've heard I've heard good three things about episodes, it. but yeah. it's very it's on Netflix, right? It is on Netflix. That's where I've been watching it. Um, yeah, I don't know what to compare it to. I would almost say it's kind of Veronica Marsy. I heard it called Dawson's Creek meets Twin Peaks. I would say yes, but I've never watched Twin Peaks. Okay. I've seen Dawson's Creek, and it does have that you know feel. But then the yeah, like the darker twist of of a Twin Peaks. Well, at least the way I've heard Twin Peaks is. But, you know, Archie's having sex with the teacher. Yes. Who is not the old lady from the comics no. anymore. No, she is not. Uh, Betty and Veronica. You know, Veronica just moved to town. Mm-hmm. There's a whole scandal. Well, I've been watching father, a lot of so. old Archie cartoons. They're not great. No. I believe the first one you watched, you explained it as being horrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've sat through three seasons of Archie and one of Sabrina. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Uh, the, is the Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina on your list? Oh, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is, but I, I'm still in 1972. So, yeah. So I have an entire season, one more season of Josie and the Pussycats th- to get through. This time, Josie and the Pussycats are in Riverdale. Are they? Yeah. They're a, a band at the high school. and Cool. Well, this upcoming season of Josie that I'm going to watch, they're in outer space. Because in the 70s, that's what you did of course. With, with characters, is you just put them in outer space. So you Send high school kids into space. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'd say give it a okay, shot. So I, will. Will. River, you know, shot. I think Kevin will like it. Okay. It's on, uh, I don't think it's on U.S. Netflix, but it's on Canadian no, Netflix. It's, it's on a CW, CW? Yeah. show a and CW show. Netflix. Who wants to go next? Okay. Um, I was very happy that last week The Expanse came back. Yes. Uh, it is the best sci-fi show on television at the moment. Uh, I love the look of it. I love the storylines. It's got a great cast, and the cast is expanding. I My favorite character is uh, the the Earth, uh, the UN senator woman um, that's played by Shora Agadashlu. Yes. I love her. She's in a season of 24. Yes. She's also in Destiny. And she's in Star Trek Beyond. Yes, yes, she is. She's one of those character actors who gets around. She's so great on The Expanse, and I love this show. Now, I just finished reading the first book Mm -hmm. that the first half of the season, and then most, I'm assuming most of this season is based on Mm -hmm. all the Earth stuff. Not in the first book. Is it not? No. None of, they don't go to Earth. They don't talk to Earth. All that stuff. No. So like this hmm. character. So I don't know if... Because I haven't read the second book. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to wait until the season's done, then get the second book. Right. Um, so I don't know if that part is in the second book, and they've just kind of brought it in sooner. Right. But it makes sense. Like in the show, it makes sense. I just like the the whole it's such the political intrigue of it. I like somebody's pushing to get a war started between Earth and Mars, and um, s- some people are trying to stop that, and uh, other people are pushing for it. And then there's these people out on the fringes who really don't know what's going on back yeah. on the inner planets at all, and it's fascinating. I keep meaning to catch back up on it. It's only like, I, first I watched season the first is only couple episodes, episodes. so it's there's not a ton of episodes, and it's <laughs> it's good, and it's a a lot of local Toronto people in it, too. Yeah. Didn't your... Well, should we say what your company does, Ryan? Oh, yeah. We made... Actually, I should have been looking for them. I totally forgot about it. Uh, we printed some of the flags that were used in filming, I guess, this season. Uh, we had to do a flag for 
you know, for Mars and for the the, the UN and Earth and and I I you know, have to look for those now because I've totally forgot that we did those. Yeah, even before they disappear out of the back rooms. No, no, they're gone. We don't have oh, them at work. Oh, no, you mean they've... you've just got like the files for them, kind of? Yeah, thing? like well, we have the files for them. So, but I mean, I have I want to look for them in the episodes. Oh, like, oh okay. hey, yeah, we made yeah. those. Cool, Jen. Um. <laughs> Visual jokes on an audio podcast. (laughs) Kevin is holding up a book. I think I might recommend that book after I've read it. I'll mention it, though. Oh, now Kevin's all upset. (laughs) As always, I recommend Squirrel Girl. And the thing that the book that Kevin was holding up was I can't. Let me see. Squirrel Meets World. Yes. By Shannon and Dean Hale. The unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Meets World, which is a novel. I haven't read it yet. So I will save my review for after. But what I think I will recommend is a 17-year-old uh, computer game that I just rekindled oh, my love geez. for. <laughs> Mist? No. Zeus, Master of Olympus. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, my God. I thought it was older than this. Released in 2000. It's a city-building game um, that takes place in ancient Greece. Uh, so you build housing blocks and you gather supplies, and you hunt, and you mine, and stuff like that. And then this monsters was on sale on Steam, wasn't it? I think Isn't so. that what spurred you on to to replay it? Maybe. Um, and you you fight monsters, and you build temples to the gods, and the gods come, and you conquer the world. And there's uh, there's an expansion called Poseidon that I know I have. I just can't find the CD ROM. <laughs> well, anyway, I how decided. Many times have you moved since you first uh, have owned this game? Oh, like. 70 million yeah exactly. um you can probably find it online yeah but if i already own like it a, i don't want like to buy I say, it again uh, like no, I, said, you, I believe you can buy you it probably don't Steam even have to buy yet. it have you guys ever been to archive.org online yeah I haven't, I haven't, they have an cool entire game, video so. game section yeah. there oh, now, okay so. well maybe i'll look for the expansion so anyway um i've also been playing the sims 4 and i as much as i love the sims games i kind of am getting bored of sims 4 quickly so while i'm saving up to buy the latest expansion pack i was like ah, i'm gonna play zeus again Really, Sims and Zeus are the only two computer games I play. Hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to go with a a comic book this week. I'm going with uh, the first trade of Mark Wade and Chris Samney's run on Black Widow. Hmm. A really good book. Those, I don't know um, how much those two guys talk, but they did a run on Daredevil that's fantastic, and they're just continuing on. They, they just work really well as a team, and it shows in Black Widow. And, you know, it gave Black Widow her own book again, mm-hmm. which seems to come and go as the movies do. But yeah. um, I know the series is coming to an end shortly. Um, here, here's one of the, the cool little convention rumor tidbits that I can give away. Uh, when I was talking to Mark Wade, and that was one of the books that I brought very few books with me to get signed because of mm-hmm. weight and airplanes. Right. Um, so I brought that one and, uh, he, uh, he looked at it and he's like, Oh, I've been having a lot of fun. And I'm like, it's really good. I really love your daredevil run too. And he's like, yeah, we already know what we're doing next. Like, really? It's like, yep. We, we haven't, I haven't started writing it yet, but, um, Mark Wade and Chris Samney are apparently doing another Marvel book after this. And he said something along the lines of it being a classic set of Marvel characters or Marvel character. I can I don't want to 
say which one it was because I can't honestly remember how mm-hmm. he phrased it. Mm-hmm. But he also said you wouldn't. It's not something you would expect. Oh, okay. So it, that leaves it open to because my first ideas. thought was Fantastic Four because I loved that, his Fantastic Four book. And you know what? That's what Ryan and I thought too. But the other thing was was like. Well, he's already done Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it like, or is he going back to that, or are they doing something new? Fantastic Four would make sense in the fact that there's no Fantastic Four book, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, I'm I'm really curious to see what they do next. But Black Widow has been great, it, exploring your origins, making new stories out of it, mm-hmm. and just doing a really good job. Same same as what they did with Daredevil. Yeah, last time I read Black Widow, it was. Was it Marjorie Liu wrote it? Which was a good run, too, good run. to be fair. But uh, I just love Chris Samney's artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just got this really cool line style that I really love. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Kevin, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Facebook if you search for True North Nerds. We're a secret group, but we'll be happy to let you in if you ask. You can find us on Twitter at True North Nerds. You can find us on Instagram at True North Nerds. We need to get some pictures up there because we haven't been posting many. And you can also find us on what you can do on your trip. The YouTube's. I will put some Star Wars photos up for my Definitely. trip. I'll put trip. some pictures up of our trip once this episode airs, so that people who are looking at Instagram aren't like, "Why?" Are we do we have a YouTube channel else's? right now. There's nothing in it, but hopefully, some unboxing change. videos coming hopefully. soon. And there may be some Star Wars fireworks videos going there. Oh, that'd be cool. I kind of want to see that. Put that up anyways. I want to see that. All right. (laughs) Um, For uh, the the group of nerds, I've been Brent. It's been Jen, Ryan, and Kevin. Um, Kevin, as you heard, is going on vacation. So we may sneak in another episode while he's gone and bring in a special guest. What? You're going to replace me? No, we're bringing in a fill-in. Oh, okay. It's like when Johnny Carson used to, to leave. Is it Kermit the Frog? Oh, that'd be awesome. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'll be I'll be straight with you. If we got Kermit the Frog, you're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody that it's been True North Nerds, thank you for listening. Next episode, stop that. <laughs> this is my life, gentlemen. <laughs> Um, the next episode is a great track spectations episode where we watch deep space nine um enjoy have yourself a good one and we will see you next episode bye-bye set your phasers to been listening to the true north nerds recorded at the utility cupcake research kitchen reach the nerds on twitter at true north nerds on facebook under surprise true north nerds and you can reach them by email at true north nerds at gmail.com if you like the opening theme song it's called set your phasers to sexy by kirby crackle from the album sounds like you Please go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it.